Hello, everyone. This is Mark Vina with more insights and strategy. Today is Wednesday, May 6, 2020. Uh, I would like to use today's podcast to kind of deep dive into a, um, a topic that uh, I think really de- uh, deserves a lot of discussion because I think people take it for granted, and that is kind of the evolution of Bluetooth. You know, Bluetooth is a feature that consumers, I really think the phrase is appropriate. I think, I think people take it for granted. You buy a, a consumer device, whether it's a notebook computer or a smartphone, a tablet, uh, and it's the capability, you know, it's a capability that we've really taken for granted because it, it's done such a wonderful job of providing, you know, short distance connectivity for, for headphones, for all, a whole range of different devices. And what a lot of people don't realize is that, uh, especially if you're in the mainstream and you're probably not into the technical uh, minutia, is that, you know, Bluetooth has evolved quite a bit over the years. And uh, uh, every year, frankly, it, you know, it adds new capabilities and new functionality to it that I think is important and relevant as, as smart home devices, regardless of what they are, um, kind of morph and evolve over time. And, and for that, to, to get into that discussion, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have um, Chuck Sabin um, on the podcast today. Chuck is a director with um, the, the Bluetooth SIG organization, which is the standards organization um, for Bluetooth. And Chuck, I'd like to introduce you. Say hello to the audience. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, again, uh, you know, my name is Chuck Saban. I'm the Senior Director for Market Development at the Bluetooth SIG. I've been with uh, Bluetooth technology uh, as part of the Special Interest Group for almost 10 years now, uh, but I've been a part of the mobile and wireless industry for most of my career. And so very excited to be here and, and appreciate your time and, and uh, look forward to the topics that we discuss. Yeah, we're, I'm excited to have you, Chuck. Um, and uh, 10 years with a company, that's a, in, in the Valley or just in the technology space, that's like 100 years, frankly. So yeah, you've, I, been there, you've, you've been there from the beginning. Uh, no, I can understand story. that. The great, the great thing is that uh, the job always seems to be changing, especially as, as you mentioned before, the way the technology changes, the, the job changes a lot as well, which, I, which is part of the, the most exciting part about being part of the organization, actually. Well, let's talk a little bit about what the, and then we'll get into the, the Bluetooth um, uh, component of the topic itself, but what does the, the, a, an organization like the Bluetooth SIG does? I mean, regardless of the, the Bluetooth component, but what does a standards organization like, uh, like you folks do just to kind of put everybody on the same level playing field from an understanding standpoint? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, you know, the, the Bluetooth Special Interest Group is a community of companies, uh, essentially. And, and I am part of the organization that helps organize that community in order to develop and, and evolve the technology. And ultimately, there's three key areas that we manage. Uh, one is the specification, and that means the process and the ability for companies to come together and, and evolve and develop and, uh, and discuss uh, what feature changes they need to have in the specification to address new markets. Uh, we manage the qualification process and the and the testing process as well uh, to ensure the overall interoperability of products that are out in the market and interoperability of the of the technology. And then we also uh, manage the the worldwide promotion and and the um, the the growth of the brand uh, behind Bluetooth and and ultimately. You know, when people think of Bluetooth, what does Bluetooth mean? And so we, we manage the, the promotion of that technology, uh, again, on behalf of all of the companies that are using the technology in their, in their products. Uh, and so we play a significant role in terms of helping manage and deliver the technology to the market. 
And, and it's more than just a, a logo on a product. And, and the reason why I say that, because a lot of people think standards organizations, oh, that's just about getting a logo. So I can put a lot, they get a logo on the box and, you know, there, there's some um, transfer of a fee that goes on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, dumbing down the, uh, the discussion, but what, and you can help expand upon this, but the reason why I believe the standard organizations are so important is that just imagine if you went out and bought a car and you had to buy a specific type of gasoline for that type of car. You know, you, I mean, it's, it's right. analogous in the sense that, you know, you do get a, many of these companies, all the major organizations that implement Bluetooth technology are a part of that, a part of your consortium because you want to give customers the assurance that when they buy a Bluetooth product, it's going to work with my, um, my Bluetooth notebook, with my Bluetooth um, uh, headphone, et cetera, uh, et cetera. So uh, that's very, very important because people do want to have that confidence that, you know, there, there's a standard in place that these devices will work, you know, in a very seamless uh, manner. And we'll get into that a little bit in terms of, um, you know, Bluetooth in the day. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a long time, you know, 10, 15 uh -huh. years ago. You know, Bluetooth was a bit of a hassle to pair with a PC. It was a bit <laughs> of a hassle, you know, and that it's really very much a different world. It's almost, beca it's almost become too simple, frankly, from a pairing standpoint. And that's, I think, a lot of that has been due to the fact that uh, the Bluetooth signal organization space has placed so much emphasis on, on, on really seamless usability. But... Um, but anyway, let's talk a bit, a bit about the evolution of Bluetooth, kind of where it was when it first emerged and kind of like, you know, how it's evolved over the last few years and kind of, and I also want to bring the audience up to speed on, you know, where it is right now, but let's start with yeah. the, kind of the initial, you know, the, the, the initial beginning of Bluetooth. Yeah, sure. And, and, and it's a great way to, to start it off because, you know, Mark, if you went out to the public and you asked anyone, and, and this happens with my friends all the time, is that, you know, and, and I'll say, well, what do you think about Bluetooth or what do you know about Bluetooth? And, and for the most part, uh, if this was video, you could see me hit sort of holding up my, my hand to my, to my face saying they, they think it's more like the phone, right? Mm -hmm. Most people, if you say Bluetooth, they're going to say, oh, you mean that technology that's in my phone that's connected to my, uh, that's connected to my, my car potentially, uh, and maybe my, you know, my, my audio speakers and, and, you know the real the the real test here is that the the technology is so much more than than even maybe what the what the the consumer public understands about what it can do. I mean, mm -hmm. the Bluetooth has it it has its roots in audio. I will totally agree with that. That is the largest uh, solution area for for Bluetooth. Uh, but we are the 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 technology satisfies or is driving about you know four different ultimately four different waves of innovation around solution areas for the market. There's audio streaming, of course, where we ship over about 1.54 by 2024 member companies will shipping about, you know, one and a half billion Bluetooth enabled audio streaming devices. Uh, but we also are driving just general connectivity around data transfer. This is where you're talking about your wearables, sports and fitness devices, health mm -hmm. devices, and so on. And then you have, Two others that 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 feed themselves more into maybe commercial, maybe more industrial networks, maybe even the smart home, where we're talking about location services for point of interest, or uh, or wayfinding solutions, or asset tracking, or device networks where you're trying to connect, uh, you know, 
hundreds, maybe even thousands of, of devices together uh, in, a, in a networked solution for commercial lighting operations, automation technologies, automation solutions, and so on. So these four different areas of, of, uh, of, of capability that, and solution areas that Bluetooth are driving is really where it's, it's little understood by the consumer, but when you think about it over the broad industry, the flexibility and the, and the, the breadth in which the technology is actually being used is, is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the interesting thing is, because I think you're right, I mean, most people identify Bluetooth at a generic level with audio, you know, good, yep. better, and different. That's kind of the legacy. But the, the interesting thing is, if I flash back, you know, back to, my God, you know, 2000, 2005, 2006, you know, when Bluetooth mm -hmm. kind of first emerged on the scene, it, you know, the audiophiles of the world really looked down at Bluetooth because it wasn't a, it wasn't considered a, 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 an incredibly high fidelity protocol for listening to audio at the very, very beginning, you know, that if you really wanted, you know, if you really wanted a great audio experience, you need a, you needed a tethered experience to your computer or to a stereo system or whatever product you were using at the time. Right. And that's changed over time dramatically, you know, whether it's latency or whether it's just the, 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 um, the, the quality of the audio experience. So let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, I want to make, I, I want to put, put that to rest because I, occasionally I will get questioned by people saying, well, you know, Bluetooth headphones are great for making calls and they're very convenient, but I wouldn't want to listen to, you know, um, music because I'm a real, you know, uh, I'm a real, um, Audiophile, yeah. Uh, audiophile type of person. So let's talk about the audio component and how's that, how it's evolved. Yeah, that's it, a that's a fair component. I, I think that you know you it, it's it's easy to say that when the you know when the original function of of what audio streaming really was about was about call control and and uh, managing just you know you had a mono headset when you know in one ear if you remember those boom mics that people yep. used to uh, mm -hmm. wear around the you know around the around town it always looked a little different uh, but as audio has even evolved from just call control into actual music streaming and uh, you know watching the videos the the way people consume media nowadays has has just completely changed and with mm. that change there has been there have been improvements that gone have gone into the specification. Some of it's into the specification, but also some of it's just in terms of how manufacturers are implementing it, using uh, a better, richer codecs as as an example, which has a a significant uh, uh, play in terms of the the overall quality you get. And then and then it goes into the components that are used, which have also improved. So that the experience that you get out of out of a a wireless streaming audio uh, can be in you know for most people a uh, you know a very rich experience, very similar to what you would have for let's say mm -hmm. a tethered experience, but with the wireless experience, of course, you get all of the flexibility associated with the freedom of not having wires hanging all over you, or you know your ability to move around while you're sourced audio device is, is somewhere else or being able to play to play music to, to, um, to small portable speakers, which opens up the, the you know, the sharing aspects of, of audio. I mean, the, 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 the richness of what a, what a wireless audio experience brings, you know, far outweighs any minute difference that you might feel or, or maybe sense if you're, if you are a, uh, you know, an expert audio person. Uh, at the you know from a from a tethered perspective. 
Yeah, I, I think what's happened over time is that the, the improvements in audio, and I would say this about speakers as well, you know, the, the, the speaker hardware, not just the, the, mm -hmm. the Bluetooth protocol. The, the, there have been such dramatic improvements with companies like Sonos and others have done such a, a Bose is a, another great example. They've done such great, uh, great work at improving the audio experience that it's becoming harder and harder, even for the, you know, for the, the dedicated audio file to really detect, you know, A from B. You know, yeah. I mean, especially if you go into a retail store, I'm always amused when I see people go into an order uh, into a Best Buy, for example, and, you know, walk up to the, um, you know, the different uh, areas where you can, you know, hit buttons and, and test the audio in different speakers because a, right. a retail store is just not a great place to, to, to um, benchmark audio quality. But yeah. The, but but I, I think, you know, it, it's become such a best in class experience. You know, I'm in fact on this podcast, I'm using the new uh, the Bose 700 um, uh, headphones, which are, I mean, marvelous. I mean, during this whole pandemic thing, when I take my dutiful couple of walks during the day around the complex that I live at in uh, San Jose, you know, I walk around with the, these and uh, they're yeah. you know, relatively lightweight for over, over the ear headphones. They've got noise cancellation capability. And it is truly an unbelievable experience, especially by the way, when if someone calls me while I'm listening to music, I mean, it, you know, the, the audio experience with um, taking calls has even improved dramatically, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, but the other benefit, and I want to talk a little bit about this as well, because it has improved over time is battery life. You know, Bluetooth has always been, mm -hmm. you know, a, a battery friendly technology, but the, even that's improved over time and it allows, you know, these devices to have, you know, eight, 10, 12, 15 hours of, or more of battery life. So let's talk about the, the role uh, Bluetooth plays in battery um, uh, conservation. Sure. Uh, yeah, it, I, I would agree with you completely. One of the, you know, if you look at the way that the technologies evolve in, in general, right, the specification uh, ultimately lays out the, the framework for which, uh, you know, companies and, and manufacturers and silicon uh, providers can ultimately optimize their systems to continue to improve the overall battery life of a, of, of a device. And so what you see is essentially the power consumption curve continue to go down, especially as, uh, as the silicon providers get more sophisticated in terms of how they deliver the technology within their, uh, within their systems. And so you do see this, this, these cases where, you know, it used to be that you had to have these sort of can headphones with larger uh, batteries in them in order to get your longer battery life to now right, where you're right. seeing truly wireless stereo earbuds that now can almost get you about eight hours worth of battery life. Now, that's a very small battery technology inside, but it's the efficiencies of the protocol, it's the efficiencies of the of the chipsets that are ultimately then driving this ability to get a uh, to get a much, much lower uh, um, uh, power consumption curve associated with the with the devices, giving a, a much better experience for people and a much longer, uh, you know, uh, listening experience for people, you know, throughout the entire day. Right. And design engineers love to hear that because when they're designing a product, as you made a good point, I mean, the size of a battery has a tremendous impact on the industrial design of a product. 
Yeah. The larger the battery, the heavier, you know, the heavier it is, uh, the more awkward looking it might be in terms of you've got to build a form factor that can accommodate, you know, a larger battery. So no, it's it, the, uh, right. that's a very important part of the conversation because it allows a, you know, the designers today to, uh, to build much more sleeker and much more aesthetically pleasing type of devices. Yeah. Um, and I would probably be, it's in, and sorry to interrupt, but I would probably no. be slapped on the wrist if I didn't necessarily, if they didn't actually mention that, you know, this past at this past CES, uh, we in in Las Vegas, we actually announced the roadmap for actually continuing to move the te the technology, especially for audio, into the the low energy radio as well. So mm -hmm. we introduced uh, our roadmap for LE Audio, which is the which we are looking at as the next generation for Bluetooth audio, and this includes things like. Uh, um, a new modern codec, uh, sort of a more efficient, uh, um, uh, higher quality codec that will go into the into the technology. Uh, it supports multi-stream audio, so standardizing the the, the capabilities for truly wireless hear, hear, uh, um, earbuds, and and really then bringing that into the one of the main recipients of this is. The hearing aid industry and if you want to talk about a company or, or a set of products that need to think about form factor and battery life it's the hearing aid industry and they they're ultimately mm -hmm. coming to bluetooth in order to help develop the next generation of hearing aids so you're just going right. to continue to oh see i absolutely agree with that. I, I, I absolutely i absolutely agree with that i absolutely agree with that and um the uh you know, it, it's so incredibly important, you know, that, that category of products because it's, it's, you know, companies like Ergo and others have taken off in such a dramatic way of trying to completely reinvent that category that absolutely Bluetooth will play a very critical role um, as that, you know, that category expands and becomes um, larger. And, 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 on, and, and on the subject of large, let's kind of because a framework around it because it's a pretty big number. Give us a sense of how large the number of Bluetooth devices there are in the market. I mean, it's a big number. Yeah, it's it is a big number. Uh, it, to be to be quite honest with you, there's a couple of things that sort of fit around this. Uh, but in this year alone, 2020, uh, member companies will ship just under five billion Bluetooth-enabled devices this year alone, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's predicted and and projected by by 2024 that that number will will exceed 6 billion to about 6.2 billion bluetooth enabled devices shipping each and every year uh, uh but that in, and that includes you know everything across all of the different all the different solution areas so the the it's a significant number and as i mentioned before in audio you know that will ship about uh, member companies will ship about uh, a little under just under, under a billion uh, uh, sorry, just a little, a little over a billion audio streaming related devices uh, within the, you know, within this particular calendar year. And then mm -hmm. if you look at the other solutions areas like data transfer, location services, and, and device networks, data transfer is is the number one uh, uh, solution for the uh, Bluetooth is the number one solution for the IoT in that area, shipping about, uh, you know, just a little under a billion. Uh, Bluetooth enabled devices. So we're talking about billions here. I mean, that's a, these are <laughs> these are big, big numbers in terms of of devices that are ultimately shipping out into the market. Yeah, I almost uh, that almost evokes the, the the logo on the McDonald's signs: billions and billions served. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a big it's a big it's a big number. You know, there's not that, that, 
there's not that many other uh, technology ingredient categories that can make that claim with the, with the letter B in front of it. So that's, yeah. that's pr pretty awesome. Yeah, the 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 can if you look at the connected device categories, if we're talking about things like IoT and you know connected devices and how how wireless technologies fit into all of that, you know if you look at the actual numbers of of all connected devices, whether or not it's wireless or or wired, 38% of all of the IoT devices, connected devices that are in the market today, include Bluetooth in in some form. I uh, for for and is available for the for the connectivity on those devices. And that's the that's the largest overall percentage of any other wireless technology or any other technology. If you want to factor in like Wi-Fi, RFID, cellular, you know, fixed line communications, you know, Bluetooth is 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 in that highly ubiquitous category across all of these different device categories. In, in the few minutes that we have left, Chuck, let's uh -huh. talk a little bit about kind of where Bluetooth is today and, you know, some of the new capabilities that have been added to it, because I think that's, that's absolutely relevant. You know, you guys had a great, um, you did a great market update um, a couple of weeks ago that I thought yep. was, was terrific. But I want to give people a sense of, you know, what's coming, what they, they can expect as Bluetooth evolves over time, because it's an evolving standard. There'll always be new capabilities added to, added to it. So let's yeah. talk about, you know, get, talk about it from that perspective. Yeah, so uh, I've already mentioned LE Audio. That's the you know that's one of the things the 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 newest directions that we're that we're taking the the technology, and that's primarily within the, the audio streaming areas. Uh, you can look at it, it, as we talk about the evolution of the of the technology and 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 how it has continued to expand. Uh, you know, there's a lot of capabilities that have gone into the LE radio, but also then looking at areas for expanding capabilities in location services and, and device networks. So we've looked at how do you, and, and what, that, what that ultimately means is that there are just different types of solutions in which the, the technology is being used. And, and when you're trying to have these, these diverse and, and different types of solutions, you need new capabilities to, to ultimately make that happen. You need mm -hmm. to provide, uh, you know, faster data transfer capabilities. So we've increased, we've actually doubled the, the, the speed of transfer and throughput of the, of the technology recently. You mm -hmm. need longer distance. I think you mentioned it as a, you know, as a short range, short range technology. In certain industrial applications, you actually need a much longer range, but at a, at a smaller data throughput. And so we've actually mm -hmm. provided flexibility to increase the overall range of the technology by 4x. So if you mm -hmm. thought in terms of 30 meters, you can think in terms of 120 meters, or you can think in terms of more robust connections in, in harsher environments where you know, metal and girders and, and so on are involved in, in, in more industrial and, and manufacturing applications. So we've mm -hmm. continued to increase those types of capabilities. Uh, and, and as far as like location services capabilities, asset tracking, asset management, and so on, um, we've also added additional capabilities for what we call direction finding. So if you're familiar with your, your tile, um, you know, tiles for finding your keys or finding, yep. mm -hmm. you know, objects, uh, you know, you, there is this capability to know that, hey, my object is inside my room, as an example. Uh, right. But we added what was considered direction finding capabilities. So now what manufacturers have the ability to do is not only determine, hey, it's in this room, but I can determine it's in this room, but it's over there. And it provides you a much more precise 
level of location capabilities down from meter level down to centimeter level uh, location accuracy. And so these are the kinds of things that you see implemented in the technology for things well beyond what maybe the consumers, consumer applications understand, but are much more applicable to more industrial and commercial applications for asset tracking, asset management, wayfinding solutions, and then even looking into device networks where you're talking about uh, automation systems for, for lighting. Uh, you know, Bluetooth, is, is Bluetooth and Bluetooth mesh uh, which was added in, into the technology is is one of the most robust solutions for developing commercial lighting solutions uh, mm -hmm. and is being used by manufacturers around the world in order to build these sort of commercial these these lighting intelligent lighting uh, infrastructure for a uh, you know for buildings or for for warehouses and so on so down, down the road um down the road, Chuck, do you think Bluetooth will ever get to the point because, you know, the, the protocol has become, you know, dr dramatically more industrial strength over the last, you know, 10 years. You know, I'm yep. using that kind of a generic phrase. Do you ever think that it will branch into video transmission or you, I'm, I'm sure there's discussions about that. Or do you think that it will primarily be an audio and geolocation uh, capability, which obviously, you know, you just talked about uh, quite a bit. But what about video? Yeah. Is there any... I think it's very, you know, there are, there are discussions about how to, how do we even uh, increase even and gain even more throughput of the, of the technology. Uh, you know, it could be for audio capabilities. It could be for combinations of audio and video. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I do think that, you know, when you, when you look at the technology, the, the, uh, it, we've generally, because of the, the enhancements that have gone into audio or into, into video, you know, Bluetooth is generally has not been used for the video transmission portion of it. Uh, there right, are right. possibilities, maybe at lower quality, maybe for AR, VR type applications that uh, that there is opportunity to to utilize Bluetooth as a singular technology for the for the 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 syncing of those sort of AR, VR capabilities. And and there are possibilities that you might see that in in the future as the as the technology continues to. Uh, expand and and start sort filling in some gaps that maybe uh, aren't being filled by let's say you know Wi-Fi or other technologies because they're so power hungry uh, and you might find uh, you might find a a blend of that capability necessary at uh, at some lower video resolution levels that might uh, that might fit within the Bluetooth category. Right. Well, I mean. It's a very, you know, I, all I can say is that, you know, as we kind of, as we kind of conclude today's podcast, and I do appreciate your time today, Chuck, Sure. is that what's, what's interesting is that, and, and of course, I think you probably already know this, is that over the course of the last six or seven weeks um, with the uh, pandemic, you know, there are, with, with so many millions of Americans uh, yeah. and, and people around the world working at home and working from home is now a thing. And it's going to be a thing that stays with us over time. And, you know, I'm sure that people will go back to the office to some degree, but I think there will, there will be a portion of folks that stay working at home because of the productivity and just the convenience. And there are, there are big advantages to working from home is that, you know, products like you know, Bluetooth headphones, you know, web cameras, but a lot of other connected devices that are that are Bluetooth focused, uh, yep. oriented, including notebooks, by the way, are, are, are among the most hottest technology products retail. You can't find them. You know, try to yep. find a try to find a um, a Bose headphone 
at retail today and you know when you go to a best buy and they're, they're just um, hot to come from because i think people are realizing that when you are working at home you want to have a best in class audio experience and having a headphone with bluetooth capability because you really don't want to work from home in a tethered experience it's not you know, with kids running around, you don't want to be tethered to your oh, yeah. computer to your, or to your smartphone. So I really think it's a big deal. And uh, you guys are doing some great work. And um, I look forward to staying in touch with you folks um, over time because you continue to do some very exciting stuff to keep us connected. So yeah, again, no. thanks, for, thanks for your time. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for your for your uh, insights. And, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it very much. And, and uh, we're always here to help. Hey, we appreciate it. So to the more insights and strategy audience, please uh, follow us on our usual social media suspect partners. That's LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, and Facebook. Please subscribe to our um, podcast so you get it automatically um, uh, in a very effortless way. And, you know, Apple iTunes makes it very, very simple. But uh, thank you for your time for listening on today's uh, podcast. And until next time, have a great weekend. Mm -hmm.